everybody, and welcome to Sapphic Survival Guide, where we are happy to be queer to answer your questions. I'm Gina. And I'm Cheyenne. And class is now in session. Today, we are going to cover the topic of pansexuality. So shout out to our bisexual episode, but we are getting into the nuance of pansexuality today. I know we had a lot of listeners for the bisexual episode, and I feel like we'll have a lot mm -hmm. of listeners tuning into this one just because there is a lot of like overlap in the identities and it's like a good conversation. Yeah, I feel like when I first came out, bisexual was a word that made the most sense to me because I felt like sexually fluid. And if I'm being totally honest, I don't even know if it was the word that made the most sense, but it was the word that was accepted and used and available like common and available. Yeah. Yeah. And you like, it wasn't, if you heard bisexual, you didn't have to explain to somebody what that was. They understood what that was where I don't feel like pansexual was there at that point. And mm -hmm. I even think today it depends on who, like what state and person and um, area you're like speaking to, but I do think pansexual is more known and available now, which is why I think for me, for a while I identified as bisexual. And then I kind of said it as like, well, I'm bisexual, more like pansexual. It was almost like an asterisk mm -hmm. that I used as like, a, am like, I'm just sexually open, I guess. But like, I don't know that I would use the word pansexual to describe my sexuality, depending on the space I'm in. And this is something I've realized about myself is that like, I will kind of change the way I describe my sexuality depending on the audience. So like mm -hmm. when I'm with a bunch of queer people, I think I will use pansexual or maybe even just like queer. I don't know. But when I'm with straight people, I'm more likely to just say I'm a lesbian or just say I'm gay, which to be honest, if someone really was like, what's your sexuality? I'd rather just be like, I'm gay because mm -hmm. it is ambiguous. And then I don't have to explain how I feel about men. Like they can, like mm -hmm. men aren't in the equation for me. And like, I think there's different levels of pansexuality. So for other people, that's not the case. Um, what level like, of yeah. pansexuality would you say you are specifically like, can you elaborate on how you interpret the levels? Obviously everyone's definitions are going to be different, but I was wondering. Yeah. What yours is. So for me, pansexual is kind of like alluding to the fact that like gender is a social construct. And so like, I guess for me, pansexual in a way is like, I'm a lesbian in except for certain situations. And I really don't feel like explaining to you what those specific situations are. So I'm just going to say pansexual you meaning like the crowd, like I will obviously yeah. explain to you, Cheyenne, what yeah. those situations are, but like, yeah. I, I, it's kind of hard. I don't, I don't always know how to define my sexuality, to be honest. And that's why I like mm. default to pan sometimes because it is this just like, well, person anything's possible. Yeah, it is person specific because I'm not going to say that. And, and you know what, you know, what's annoying is that I don't want to keep relying on the five or however many men that I do genuinely feel attracted to to define my sexuality. And I don't want to say I'm a lesbian because I don't think that's accurate. I'm not bisexual. I don't know. Like that's, that doesn't feel like the right word either. Mm. Um, so pansexual for me is kind of like a default of like, I'm gay in a way that this word I think will kind of make you understand what it is, but that's why in straight 
places I just say that I'm gay because I don't feel like explaining the asterisk behind pansexuality because yeah. it does mean something different to everybody. Yeah. And you definitely like I don't even know if any of that makes sense. No, it, ma- it makes a lot of sense. I feel like I didn't even hear the word pansexual until maybe end of high school, maybe beginning of college, like on Tumblr. It really wasn't as well known as yeah. it is now. Um, it was like, even like asexual, I had to explain what that meant to someone the other day. And I feel like that's just be- starting to become a little bit more mainstream in the vernacular. Whereas pansexual is like a little ahead of that in mm-hmm. terms of like people understanding it um but I think it is starting to like become a part of our like lexicon a bit more and like I thought I was pansexual I thought I was bisexual when I was with a man because I was mm-hmm. like well I like him and I, I like women but you know I'm with him I-, I must like him like I've been with him for a while and then pansexuality came about and I was like yeah I feel like I could it could be either for me and I think there is a lot of overlap between bisexual and pansexual and it's just whatever Mm -hmm. feels right to that person as a way of describing who you are and what you're attracted to um I don't think like it's necessarily bad to identify one way or another or exclusionary or anything like that Um, And if you think that way, you should come back and listen next week. We have our episode with Jen Winston, where we talk a lot about bisexuality and like divorcing from the binary. Uh, But yeah, I ultimately landed at lesbian for me, of course, Mm -hmm. but it was really hard for me to tell because I was like, well, I don't really see the difference in those two words for myself. So how do I know which one to identify as? And I think it all just comes down to like comfort and feeling like seen and the like the way you communicate. Like I definitely yeah. get your point about using different words for different groups of people. Like I yeah. will say I'm a lesbian to a lot of people, especially if like straight men are hitting on me, <laughs> they get hit with the word lesbian. Um, or I'll use like gay for certain groups. I don't use dyke when I'm talking to straight people because I don't want right. to give them permission to call me that. But like I right. will use that with other lesbians, other sapphics, other queer people. But so it just mm-hmm. we're all like defining ourselves in different ways and they mean different things, but also kind of the same thing. And it just depends on like context and our personal point of view. Yeah, no, fully. And I feel like the word lesbian, I will use it because I am in a lesbian relationship and I do take up space in the lesbian world. But I often, if I actually refer to myself as a lesbian, I feel a lot of like imposter syndrome from Mm -hmm. that because like, I don't think at the end of the day, that is accurate for me. But Mm -hmm bisexual felt more accurate at a different time in my life for me where I was more open to men and like maybe my preference has changed and I will be honest in saying a lot of that is societal if Mm -hmm. men weren't (laughs) who they are the way they are (laughs) and doing what they're doing and like if there wasn't a patriarchy I guess what I'm trying to say I don't know how I'd feel about men. Mm. Like, I really, truly don't. But also, I don't live where there's not a patriarchy. I live in the patriarchy. Right. And that has greatly influenced how I feel about men. And I, so like, when I was still more open to men, bisexual felt more accurate or even pansexual because I really was open to like everybody. 
mm-hmm. I'm not open to everybody right now. Like that's not, yeah. but it's, it's more like, I don't feel like walking around being like, oh, my sexuality is pansexual with a hard preference because then people want like more information than that. And like, Mm -hmm. that's what kind of sucks. I think with bisexual and pansexual is that because there's so many different meanings, I think people like to ask, well, what does that mean for you? And Mm -hmm. like, that's a very intimate question to ask me. Whereas like you, I'm not saying that lesbians and gay men don't get you know, interrogated and, and questioned Mm -hmm. and whatever in the same way everyone else in the queer community does. But I do feel like if someone's like, I'm a lesbian, there's not the follow-up of like, well, what does that mean? It's like, what Mm -hmm. means I fucking like women get away from me. (laughs) Whereas like pansexual, it's like, oh, well, what doors are open still? And yeah, don't like having to explain that because then people have like, have a say and I'm like stop it. Like even gay people, straight people, they'll be like, well, you did this or well, what about that? I'm like, who the fuck are you to tell me? I don't know. Yeah. I feel like the vagueness is like a blessing and a curse, depending on yeah. who you are. Like you don't want to go in depth, but maybe some people welcome that conversation and that opportunity to like let people know them in that intimate way and discuss sexuality and stuff like that. But it is very tiring to be like educating people constantly. So I totally get that. I did have a question about something you said. So I know this is something you've said before. I've seen this argument online and I don't necessarily agree with it. I'm just curious. So you say that you're in a lesbian relationship, but I've seen people say that if you're bisexual or pansexual or queer or whatever, like it doesn't necessarily have to be considered like a lesbian relationship because you're both women if that makes sense and I don't know how your girlfriend identifies like her sexuality but like if you were like two bisexuals that could still be a bisexual relationship or sapphic you know um and I'm not saying that like lesbian is the wrong terminology because I do think like generally that is the term to refer to that kind of relationship but it is interesting to think like why do we call it that if if it's two pansexual people in a relationship or two bisexual people in a relationship like why does it automatically get yeah that fully makes sense to me honestly I think that my girlfriend and I choose to call our relationship a Mm -hmm. lesbian relationship like yeah we actively call it that or like we will refer to like when we're doing things together as like us as lesbians even Mm -hmm. though yeah, that's not absolutely accurate. I think to be technical, we both identify as pansexual. Although I think we both kind of have similar feel. We have both have similar preferences. Mm-hmm. I won't speak totally for her, but like, we're not that far off in how we feel while there are like nuanced differences. So technically our relationship could be considered pansexual. And maybe even when we first met, I'd be more willing to call it that. But like, we feel like we're in a lesbian relationship. And like, if we're going to be non-monogamous, like men are not quite invited. And, but that's the thing, like it, it does kind of depend, Mm -hmm. but you want to be with queer people. You want to be with other queer people. We do. We want to be with other queer people. That's exactly Mm -hmm. what it is. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know. It's hard. It's just like, it is really nuanced. It's really nuanced. All of it. So and I, know I think even, other people could say they're, they're in a pansexual relationship. Sorry, yeah. No, it's okay. I was going to say, I know there's also a lot of like discourse, mostly online. I have not run into this in, in real life, um, about who can call themselves a lesbian, who can call themselves bisexual, what that means. And I know you, know you and I have talked about that before because people will tell you what 
to identify as based off of your preference or how you live your life or whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. But like, I know historically speaking, there wasn't really a word for bisexual or pansexual or queer in that way. So it was lesbian, no matter if you were a woman who was with men and women or people of any gender experience of the time, like the word was like lesbian, no matter Mm -hmm. what. And then Mm -hmm bisexual kind of started to become popular and then now pansexual and queer and all these like different I guess subcategories of sexuality have come about and it's just like a way to more accurate accurately describe our experience and like kind of pinpoint and narrow it down and communicate to people our preferences and who we are Um, but I know some people can find that kind of like reductive and like putting yourself into a box too much and I think it just whatever feels best to you if you need to use those words to find community and to communicate I don't think there's anything wrong with it but I do think a lot of it does fall under like the bisexual pansexual overall queer umbrella because that is like the largest part of our community Oh, 100%. I think you could even just use the term like sexually fluid to describe Mm -hmm. like all these people. And one of our, you know, our first question here even is what's the difference between bisexuality and pansexuality? I think that difference is going to be like different depending on the person you're Mm -hmm. talking to. You can talk about the differences in the actual origins of the word, whereby Mm -hmm. is technically meaning two that doesn't necessarily refer to two genders in today's society, but it can refer to the attraction to your gender and other genders. Whereas Mm -hmm. pansexuality is kind of like, again, the origin of the word pan is like everything, everyone, all encompassing. So it's like you have the ability to be sexual attracted to anybody. Now, Mm -hmm. I don't know that there's like a difference colloquially in like terms of how somebody's identifying. So if somebody says that they're bisexual or pansexual, they might have the same identity. They might have different things. Two pansexual people could describe themselves differently. Same with two bisexuals. So I don't think there's a huge difference in the way that they're used every day, especially because bisexuality and pansexuality are going to mean something different to each person who's choosing to identify that way. So the only real difference for me is number one, the origin of the word from just, you know, it's like Latin meaning or whatever. Um, and also just how commonly they are used. Cause like you said, you didn't really hear pansexual till later. Same for myself. I don't think that was really used until I was like in maybe even out of college, if not mm-hmm. in college where I, when I really heard and understood it. And so I think the biggest difference is that we've heard bisexual for a lot longer. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And we kind of already answered why pansexuals don't feel comfortable using the word bisexual, which is another question we got. And it just all comes down to preference and it comes down to what feels best for them. And I think honestly, sometimes it can come down to the stigma of bisexuality and biphobia and needing to unlearn Mm -hmm. that. Not always, of course, but I think at times it can come down to that. And I think for some people, like their sexuality might more accurately be described by pansexuality, but because it is a little bit of a newer term being used, maybe they feel like, oh, that's not a real thing. Like I'm just bisexual, whatever. I don't know the, what people are thinking in their minds, but I think it could go either way. Why? pansexuals wouldn't want to use the word bisexual or why bisexuals wouldn't want to use the word pansexual even if it might be a better fit or whatever like I don't know I think 
if, if it fits, it fits. <laughs> yeah. And everything I think is different depending on how you heard things growing up and stuff. Like mm-hmm. I had, a, I had a coworker who I don't work with anymore, but he was not that much older than me, but I guess enough that he was queer when queer was like derogatory still, mm-hmm. which is like, uh, one of my favorite things about language is how it can evolve in that way that like queer used to be literally just as bad as saying the F slur or calling somebody a dyke. And now right. we say, now you can say queer at a work meeting and it's like yeah. totally fine. Um, yeah. but he was still kind of triggered by that word. And so like, I had, I was trying to do like some activity and I was like, Oh, what should we call it? Like queers corner. So like, I was trying to like, you know, come up with something yeah. like cutesy And he was like, I really don't like the word queer. And I was like, why? And he was like, I don't know. Like what I think it is, is like somebody probably called him that when he was growing up in a way that Mm. he didn't feel good. Weaponized against him. Right. Which would never happen now. Like if somebody called me a queer, I'd be like, you better put big fat in front of that. Like, (laughs) hell yeah. I don't, it's just so different now. Um, Mm -hmm. And I feel like there's different words that are different things you hear when different people tell you they're bisexual or pansexual. Mm -hmm. And that I think will ebb and flow as well, because I think there's like all those negative stereotypes around bisexuals that were more of a thing that they're not as much of a thing anymore. I don't think the stereotype of like, oh, bisexuals are cheaters is as much of a thing. But if you think about it, I feel like we got that reputation because we were all in these heterosexual relationships. We didn't want to be in And then we ended up like going outside of it, which like, have I done that? Yeah. Right. But not all bisexuals do that. I was a lesbian and I did the same thing, you know, like, or I I am a lesbian. That's more of a commentary. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's more of a commentary on compet than Mm -hmm. bisexuals being promiscuous. And yeah. 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 And so like pansexual and bisexual have like meant so many different things throughout time that same thing with even the word queer or whatever, that there's different reasons why people wouldn't want to attach themselves to it. Yeah. Yeah. When you brought up the queer thing, that reminded me I was reading a conversation on Twitter or something online recently about whether or not queer should be used or queer is a slur. And like we said, it all comes down to like personal experience and whether or not you feel comfortable being called that. But they made a good point that I feel like when we were growing up, gay was more derogatory like I didn't hear anyone get called a queer but well, Hillary got, Duff fixed that for us she, don't you remember she that fixed it, but before that <laughs> it was rough but it's no like, that was really true though you're right like it was like that's yeah. so gay you're like that oh my was God, like that's, the he's so offensive gay. word yeah and a lot of people still identify that way and I'm sure there are people who don't want to be called gay because it was weaponized against them so much and so they like these alternate terms for maybe like the broader umbrella term or whatever. So I think it's interesting that you brought that up because I know that can be like an argument. It all just comes down to like what feels okay. If I'm being totally honest, gay is the word that feels the most comfortable for me to use. Mm, yeah. Like, oh, I'm gay. That that mm. feels the most accurate to me. Yeah. But. Yeah. So another question that we got, um, do you think all bisexual people only acknowledge two genders? We did cover this a smidge um, in the episode with my ex, AIM, because this was something AIM and I talked about because AIM does identify as trans and non-binary. We talked about this in that episode, 
how they kind of said to me, like, I know you identify as bisexual, but like, I'm not like crazy about that word. And here's why. And I explained back to them, I don't look at it as I only like men and women or else we wouldn't be sitting here doing all the, you know, leg tussling that we're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, and so for me, it's just like, I have the ability to be attracted to people who are like me and different than me. I think the problem is that the word does come from binary and that sucks, but there's really just like our society, yes, has two genders, but there's a lot of societies that don't. And so I think we just like associate it for that reason, I guess. So Mm -hmm. no, not all by, I wouldn't say as a blanket, bisexuals are not transphobes. Not that there's mm-hmm. not any that don't exist, but like that shouldn't be your initial reaction. Yeah. So the last question that we got for this episode is, I feel like I'm pan. Can I just say I'm pan? LMAO, weird feelings. And I think this person probably already knows what we're going to say, but Gina, what do you think? Um, yeah, you can just say it, but I do get that it's kind of like weird to change things or like have to explain to people and like I even was saying in the beginning like I don't always love having to get into the details whereas like Mm -hmm. I uh, sometimes you don't have to have as many details when it's just black and white I'm gay I'm a lesbian whatever but I will say this like I know you said this Cheyenne that pansexuals bisexuals we make up the largest part of the community and that's science like if you think about the kinsey scale or whatever it's called how it's like one through six and really nobody's a true zero or six or one or whatever the fuck it is i'm not i'm not a scholar you guys i'm just (laughs) somebody with a microphone we're not academics Um, but but it is like a fact that really most of the population is going to fall somewhere in between and if you want to be in there in the words of Drew Gregory, join a very big club. Like we're all (laughs) in there together, just like having it out. And so you can identify that way. I think like you just have to have your canned answers for when people press you on it. And that's how I get through it of like, if somebody asks this way, I'm going to make this joke. And if a queer person asks, I might give them a real answer. And Mm. that's, that's like my advice is just like, know your audience. (laughs) Also, uh, I was thinking this. I was thinking this when you were saying about giving them like caveats and explaining to them exactly what you mean by the word pansexual and getting going into detail. I was thinking if someone's like, well, what does that mean? You could be like, Google it, get a dictionary. <laughs> like you don't have to explain it to them. <laughs> you can be, so, I mean, obviously that's not like the nicest thing to do, but if they're really like pushing for it or like seem judgmental or just like rude in any way and you don't want to deal with it, tell them to Google it and walk away. <laughs> that's what I do. But I don't know, maybe that's just me being a little saucy. <laughs> no, you can direct people to other places. And that's the thing is like, I am sitting here making my jokes with the microphone because I choose to be a queer educator. And I, mm-hmm. I like, as much as I complain about like, I don't want to go into the details. Like, obviously if you're listening to my podcast, I'm happy to go into the details here that yeah. like, I'm not, it's not that I'm not an open book. Like I am, but mm-hmm. it's just that like, that's a lot of openness for, you know, the first 10 minutes of a conversation with somebody sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you are allowed to not be the educator and that goes for yeah. anybody. Like I always advocate this for like, especially after 
the black lives matter movement and living in this day and age, like mm -hmm. it is not just the, the, the underrepresented groups job to educate you. It is actually mm -hmm. my job as a white person and an ally to educate other white people. If you are mm -hmm. listening and you're not queer and you're just doing this for your own education, that's fucking amazing. And you should then go be that pioneer so that other queer people don't have to spend all our time explaining what the fuck sexual like pansexual means and what mm -hmm. this means and all this stuff. Like the people who are educators, we have to lean into that role because the people who aren't, they get to choose to not be. And so mm -hmm. if you want to say you're pan and you don't want to explain to somebody what that means, you are absolutely allowed to take Cheyenne's route and say, I'm not the person to educate you. There's the internet. You can find something mm -hmm. else or somebody else. Go find a YouTuber, yeah. go find TikToks. Like <laughs> it's all out there. Um, Figure it but out. if you are the person who's ready to like educate, just do it so that other people who don't want to don't have to like, mm -hmm. especially if you're an ally, especially if you're an ally. Yes. Yeah, I agree. All right. I'm always I, on my soapbox. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm glad you are. They need it. I need it. We all need it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. And I think with that, we're going to wrap up. If you have any questions for us, you can email us at sapphic survival guide at gmail.com. We're on all social media at sapphic survival guide, except Twitter, which is just at sapphic survival. So feel free to message us there. I think we check our DMs the most on Instagram, though. We also have a phone number if you want to call and leave a voice message for us to play on the podcast. Our phone number is 724 209 8877. We also have a Patreon if you want some bonus content. That is patreon.com backslash sapphic survival guide. And please go like, rate, review everything wherever you listen to podcasts. It helps other people find us. And we really appreciate that. And you can find me, Cheyenne, at Hot Mespian on pretty much any social media platform. And you can find me anywhere online at the Lee Regina, including my website, theleeregina.com. And you can still listen to Um Hello, where we listen to podcasts. And with that, class is now dismissed. <laughs>